Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe in Network. Kansas City's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discussed the signing of Ronald Jones, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and the reverberations from the big Tyreek Hill trade. Joe, all offseason on this pod, you've talked about how the Chiefs' biggest hole was at running back. They need a big bruiser. Joe, does Ronald Jones, does he fill that need in your opinion? I, I think he might, Jeff. You know, you know, I've been talking about that forever, right? <laughs> like we need, uh, look, he, is he Derrick Henry? Uh-uh. But, you know, could he fill that need at, you know, 5'11", 205 plus pounds? Could he be the bruiser that, you know, I always go back to that situation in the playoff game, right? Where we tried to throw that funky little screen pass to Tyreek, you know, and we didn't score at the end of the half against the Bengals. I mean, is mm-hmm. he the guy that you just, you know, has the, the nose for the end zone with his size and, and um, sort of, uh, you know, the style of play? Could he, could he be the one? I mean, he, you know, 2020 was a really good year. He almost got a thousand. He was, he was a, you know, biscuit away from a thousand yards and, you know, on 192 carries, he had a good average. I mean, you know, last year was a little bit of a, a you know, not a great year, but, you know, he's, he's rushed for 2,000 yards in, in, in four years. So could could it be, could this, and granted, you can't really count 2018, he had 23 carries, but, um, you know, can we get the kind of production out of him and the balance with Clyde Edwards-Alaire that it could give the Chiefs more running backs in that stable. And I think it's a good segue, Jeff, into thinking what are the Chiefs doing right now to build this roster and how are they going to build it? I mean, it sounds as if Brett Veach, right as it stands right now, sh- short of Travis Kelsey, who who is, you know, by, you know, for all intents and purposes, the best tight end in the league, no, no doubt, right? I mean, everybody has their little things about, you know, about, whether they think their tight end is better, but let's, let's call it what it is. He's the best tight end in the NFL. So we haven't lost that. We have the best quarterback, you know, talent, most talented quarterback, I should say in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. So offensively, you know, I really think it just comes down to Brett Veach and Andy Reid's philosophy. And of course with Eric Bieniemy as the coordinator, how do we put together a team where we can have a playbook, and I know I use this term all the time, that just keeps adding pages. Because that seems to have always been the way this offense has got moving is by having multiple pages in the playbook and not being one-dimensional. I got to be honest, I'm cautiously optimistic, Jeff. Minus the star power of Tyreek Hill, this is what they're doing right now. They're building this roster on what I would call, again, taking Patrick and, and, and Travis out of it, they're building the remaining supporting cast with B to B plus players, as opposed to having that Tyreek A plus 
wide receiver. That's what I think they're doing. And, and I think they're taking what Malcolm Gladwell, one of my favorite authors, I think what they're doing is taking that approach, which, you know, there's a book called the money game. It's, it's a book. It's like the it's money ball. Um, but for soccer and, and they're, they're using what's called the weak link philosophy, right? Football is a weak link sport. You need a lot of players to be really good. And sometimes having one great player in football doesn't really do it for you. That's a, that belongs in strong link sports like basketball, where you only need one or two really, mm. really good players in basketball and you can have a championship season because those players can take the ball down the court by themselves, right? Like LeBron James in his prime, Michael Jordan in his prime. Those players literally could start at one end of the court, go all the way down to the other end and score a basket. Football's not that way. You know, football is is a is a classic weak link sport, because if you have too many weak links, football doesn't work. And I think I think that's the philosophy that um, that, that they're building right now is they're 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 solidifying all of the weak links on the offense. And they're going to have a lot of re, let's call them good to really good players, as opposed to having three great players you, you know, know really in, interesting yeah. stuff there with uh gladwell's yeah. philosophies and we'll we'll continue kind of on a macro look at the, the cheese but first i want to get a little bit more micro um and go back to the ronald jones signing and also the marquez valdez uh scantling signing i i really like the ronald jones signing. he's a good player they need help with that position um and it, there's you know it's a so one year, pretty affordable deal. There's really, I, I mean, I, I no drawbacks. Like that, I thought that was really smart. I like that, but I didn't love the Valdez Scantling signing. Um, he's got great size, great speed. He's going to catch for sure some deep passes from Mahomes. I'll bring some of that. But three years, thirty million is a lot for him for a guy who's had a lot of issues with drops. Um, and you know, looking at the Packers last year, I thought the Packers were probably the best team in the in the NFL during the regular season. The one weakness really was uh, wide receivers besides behind Devonte Adams. And, and so it, you know, he wasn't, again, they didn't have Aaron Rodgers needed some secondary targets and, you know, Valdez Scantling wasn't good enough for them. I I'm not sure he's going to be good enough uh, for the chiefs either. I mean, I, Jeff, I totally, you know, I totally, it's good. It's well, I, I, I will I will respectfully disagree a little bit with with it. I, I, I think um, I, I think he's because I've been talking about that six foot four back shoulder receiver forever. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and I, I just think, you know, with with Juju now as sort of our and I know I, you know, I know our, our, our Chiefs listeners are not going to be happy. I keep making these Patriot, uh, you know, <laughs> Patriot analogies <laughs> and Patriot comparisons. But like when you think about what Tom Brady did, he always had a bevy of receivers that filled different needs. Right. Like right. He, he they Belichick and, and Brady tended to have the Edelman, Wes Welker, like scrappy, tough. I don't want just just because they're shorter doesn't mean they're not as good like but that shorter stockier mm-hmm. tough sure-handed receiver when you need them and then they always had that long lean you know kind of like back shoulder I'll call it receiver where you know where where Tom could 
could open it up a little bit more and, and, you know, use the sideline a little bit, you know, cause you remember, I mean, Welker and Edelman, they were always middle of the field guys. They very mm-hmm. rarely caught stuff on the sidelines, but, and, you know, maybe, maybe it's time for, for, for Eric the to put those kind of, kind of plays in, you know, for, for, uh, uh, an MBS, right. To have the, the back shoulder throws the, the sideline throws go up and get it throws, uh, at six, four, you know, I mean, and I think, I think, you know, I, three years, 30 million. I, I know that sounds like a lot, Jeff, but oh my God, what they would have been faced with, with, with um, Tyreek next year, they would have been looking at three years, 90 million. Yeah. I mean, he's I getting think, for the duration of his contract with Tyreek uh, w- would have gotten in, in one year, it, you know? Yeah. Because you know, if, if Tyreek stays with the chiefs, he's getting 30 million a year. Mm-hmm. You think the MVS is, is, is not a bad signing and they got plenty of room under the cap, you know, and I think I think I think they're they're starting to create a definitely more um, well-rounded offense, right? Let's think about think about where they're making these these pickups, right? They're you know you've got now a Juju who who's going to be that like Wes Welker, Julian Edelman type that's going to be tough across the middle, sure-handed, making tough catches, good blocker, um, and then you know then you throw in the MVS. You know, you you still got you know some of the carryovers, obviously, and you, you got McCole Hardman, and I, I I think I I think there's I think there's something to be said for that for giving the, the opportunity as teams, you know, because because like I've always said, Jeff, defensive coordinators don't sit around wringing their hands, thinking, oh my God, the the Chiefs' speedy offense, we're doomed. They look at ways to stop it, and I think they were starting to catch on. Yeah, to that, the, that's to the, the Chiefs. To the Chiefs' that, offense a little bit. Joe, that that's a really interesting point too. That maybe you know they they have these two great targets and Kelsey and Hill, which teams kind of had adapted a little bit to taking away. Maybe Chiefs are going now with more multiple targets, and which will be a wrinkle and harder to defend. Um, and, and more on this uh, obviously uh, later in the pod. But first, we're finally here. The top teams in college basketball have been determined, and the final four is set. Looking to wager on these games or the national championship? Head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas in poker games it's super easy to get started so join today learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports bet online where the game starts joe and we have to use a segue to get real quick aside here how are you feeling about your villanova wildcats i know you're excited Uh, are they gonna advance we probably have some listeners here that are you know kansas jayhawk fans Oh yeah, no, it's, I, I think this is a fantastic, you know, final four. And, um, you know, I think, um, I'm, I'm, I gotta be honest. I'm really, I'm really, uh, happy that Villanova is in, is in the final four. Um, I, you know, I, I wasn't really expecting them to be, to be honest. I mean, you know, obviously I'm getting my MBA there. My wife went there. My daughter is in law school there. Like my father-in-law went to Villanova. We got a lot of Villanova got a lot of ties. Um, yeah. A lot of ties to school, and I and I love Jay Wright. How, how can you not love Jay Wright? I mean, the guy does it all right. 
<laughs> no pun intended. He, 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 you see the, the his players that make it to the NBA. You know, they're just they're they're scrappy. They're they're good. They're all good kids. And and he just he really runs a program that that anyone anyone would be proud of and anyone would be happy to send, uh, you know, their their son there to go play for Jay Wright. So I'm really happy for it. You know, I'm not the Big East to me is a little weak. Um, I don't you know, I think Villanova dominates it because of what Jay is doing. And um, but, you know, look. I'm going to be totally objective here. I'm going to take my Villanova sweatshirt off. Kansas is big and they're tough. And it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an uphill battle for Villanova. Like, look, as a, and I love KU jet, my wife, Jen went to KU when we were living out in Kansas and she, she, uh, you know, was working on her master's there in education. So I have a, I have a lot of ties to KU too. And I've got a lot of love for, for KU. So um, it's going to be a tough game for me to watch because of, of the two allegiances that I have there. And, um, but, you know, I, I got to speak totally objectively and I'm sorry for all my, my Villanova, uh, friends. Um, I, I think Kansas is going to walk away with this one. They're, they're just too, they're too talented. They're too big. Uh, they've got, they've just got, they're just, they're just a much more total well-rounded team. Villanova is not that big. Now they're scrappy with rebounds, but I, Kansas is so Bill Self. I, yeah, I also think coach. I also think Joe that you know Villanova they have such a good winning culture they've they've had Kansas number of late in the tournament including um, when they defeated them in the final four they also defeated them somewhat recently in the final eight to get uh, uh, to a final four which they they won or the more injury is uh, yeah really significant yeah. if he was there I, I think Nova had a I, I might have taken yeah. uh, Nova but now back to the our, our true expertise <laughs> <laughs> believe in chiefs not believe, believe in chiefs believe not... in ncaa basketball <laughs> absolutely that's fun um, to talk about though yeah back back to the tyreek hill trade um you know i i get it you you can't you can't have mahomes and chris jones and orlando brown and, and pay tyreek hill 30 million a year um but joe i don't tyreek hill is so special um, I, I really think he's one of the most unique. I mean, he, he's arguably the fastest player in NFL history, and he's not just a vertical threat. He's he's great at tracking the ball. He's talking about how he played center field in, in uh, growing up, and that's why he's so good at it. He's, he's uh, also so great. You know, he's a vertical threat, but he's just as much like a horizontal lateral threat, just – the on the on the jet sweeps even even if they fake it to him that there's so much attention uh given to him and his endurance was always incredible they could run him in motion all game run him deep all game and he would he'd play all the snaps and I, i i just he's kind of what made the chiefs um so scary and look i the chiefs i think are going to be a contender as long as mahomes and Andy Reid are there. I think every year they're going to have a shot. Sure. Um, but but I am because he he was such an explosive player. And I'm looking now, Travis Kelsey, like you said earlier in the in, in the pod, is the best tight end in football. You know, everyone kept saying, oh, and he might have taken a slight step back last year. But every time we said that, then he had like the walk off against the Bills or in the yeah. regular season, the walk off against the Chargers. Um, that amazing play where he outran the defense, but he's going to be 33 next year. You know, he's, he's getting a little closer to the end without time. 
I'm I'm just I'm a little worried that the Chiefs again they will always be contender, but they're losing that that perch atop the AFC, atop the AFC West. I feel like we we the last time we talked about this, we said it's a little bit more tenuous. I think it's getting more and more tenuous. <laughs> well, Jeff, and those are all fantastic points, and and you're spot on. But I think what we have to realize is that now at least we're going to find out what Patrick Mahomes is all about. Yeah. And, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes is probably barring knock on wood, you know, God forbid any, any kind of serious injury, he's going to play longer with, without Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey than he, than he has played with them. Let's wow, be honest. That's crazy to think about. You're right. right? He's, You're he's right. 25 years old. He, you know, let's say, let's say he plays into the Joe Montana stratosphere of 38 years old like Mm -hmm. forget tom brady playing into your 40s that's just that's insane but let's say he plays into that late 30s era he's still got you know he's still got 13 14 you know if he plays until he's 40 15 years left you know play a lot you know travis kelsey i'm playing for another 15 years And, (laughs) and, 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 and as you know wide receivers they've got as great as tyreek is and as much as he had that endurance you know wide receivers careers can be a lot shorter than most two. Um, so, you know, he's going to, even if Tyreek would have stayed with the chiefs, you know, you start losing a step as receiver, you get a little right. older and I, he's going to play, he's going to play for another, at least 10 to 12 years without Travis Kelsey, probably. Right. If Travis can last another three, four, maybe five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you start thinking about that and you're like, ah, maybe, maybe the chiefs are, are, are onto something here. And, and maybe it's time to start thinking about how they build this team around them so that they're not caught flat footed um, and off balance when, you know, God forbid, you know, Travis gets a, a nagging injury because he's getting older or, you know, you lose a Tyreek Hill. I mean, now, now we're really going to find out is, is this, has this team, over the last four to five years, the success they've had, has it been built on, you know, the big three, the triumvirate of, of Tyreek, Patrick, and, and Travis? Or is it the type of plays they run? Is it Patrick himself, you know, because of his talent? And we're going to learn a lot about Patrick Mahomes this year and, and what he can do and what kind of quarterback he is because I think that's what made Tom Brady – I'm always going to say one of the greatest because Joe Montana will always be the goat in my heart. So sorry for all you Patriots, <laughs> Tom Brady fans. But I, like, I think that that's fair. I think the Patriots fans have gotten enough shine during, yeah, during our yeah. pod. With <laughs> but like, you know, you know, one of the things that, you know, people would consider Tom Brady, the goat, was it, was it the supporting cast or was it Tom and was it the coaching? And, you know, I mean, that this, this is what we're going to find out about Patrick Mahomes. Is he going to go into the Tom Brady type you know sort of stratosphere if he can do the same things over the course of the next 10 years of his career with this sort of what i'll call rotating supporting cast of 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 b to b plus players because really jeff i bet you there are a ton of fans who 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 watch those super bowl patriots can barely remember everybody that was on that team you know what I mean? Because it wasn't like, you know, it, they didn't have, you know, uh, a, an Emmett Smith 
and right. a, and a, yeah. and a Michael Irvin. And, you know, you think about those Dallas teams that people can remember those championship teams, you know, it's, it was always a supporting cast. And, and I think with this new era of free agency, with the cap pressures and the constraints and the amount of money that starters and superstars are demanding, this is what fans are going to have to get used to. And, and I think, and I think this is, this is going to be the test this year to, to see how that all plays out. Um, and, and what Patrick is, is really made of. Well, we've talked a lot about the, the Patriots dynasty and, and, and building and stuff. One difference I, I, I want to offer about that prolonged dynasty, which listen, I, I don't think Chiefs fans as great as Mahomes is. And I, I, I think there's, there's going to be more, more Super Bowls, more Super Bowl championships uh, for Mahomes, but like that, that's in a, a different strat. And one of the things I think made it unique is you're right. They didn't have, they had Randy Moss for a couple of years. They had Gronk much later in Brady's career than people realize, you know, they went back the first part of the kind of the Patriots success was built on the defense. The defense was kind mm-hmm. of better than the offense. And then later, you know, they had uh, where the offense was more explosive with the, the chiefs obviously have been more offense reliant. So that's, uh, 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 different too, but I like what you're saying, Joe. I think that the best part of the the upside for this move, I, I think there's no doubt the Chiefs, Chiefs will also add some help with their six draft picks in the first three rounds. That's going to help too. But I think for the immediate future, um, I, I think they are worse. But long term, like you said, I, I I think it might be better when you know that way you're not as you said caught flat footed when Kelsey's getting older and and Hill if he had remained was getting older too, that they now have more flexibility. They can address some defensive moves. They have more draft picks that can get an infusion of, of young talent. So I think it's, it is kind of long-term versus short-term outlooks perhaps for the chiefs here. Yeah. And I think it's, it's taking what I would call like a plug and play mentality, right? Let's, let's build a playbook around Patrick, right? Because let's, 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 let's call it what it is. He's the key. He's the cog in this wheel, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's the, he's the hub of this, of the spokes of this wheel, because without him, I think personally, their offense is it's, it's not even what it's not even anything close to what, what it could be. So, so I think we, we do have to be very realistic about that. Um, but with that said, you know, this has become, like I said, it's like a more of like a plug and play mentality. You build it around Patrick and if you can get all of those pieces, you know, where you've got Patrick surrounded by, and I know I keep using this little analogy of like B to B plus players with obviously the A player in Travis, mm-hmm. that, you know, is that better than having, you know, one A player at the receiving core, one A player at the tight end, and of course, Patrick, and then trying to just like, fit it all together right like just let's build everything around them because once once defensive coordinators like you said go back to your comment once they started finding ways to stop travis and tyreek things slow down a little bit you get Mm -hmm. you get a real crafty defensive coordinator uh and and you can you can you can bracket those two guys and and one of them gets hurt or something you lose them and then and then what happens now you know think about it you got clyde edwards hilaire we'll call him you know, your classic like scat back, right. To use a, a sort of like a term um, for him, you know, quick, speedy, tough, uh, you know, swing them out of the backfield, do those things. Now you've got a bruiser, 
right? So now you've got a Ronald Jones. Now you've got not just, you know, like a McCole Hardman, who's, who's, you know, speedy and crafty, but you've got the handsy receiver. You've got, you've got the big six foot four receiver. Maybe they're trying to create a new formula for the way that, you know, things are, should be right. As opposed to focusing on a couple of guys, I, I, you know, it's going to be really interesting. And I think you fill in all the cracks with the draft, Jeff, we might be, we might be 10 to 15% better as an offense next year. You just don't know, right. We don't know until, until, you know, Andy and Eric get in the lab and they put this all together. So I think it's going to be exciting for the chiefs. I think it's going to be exciting for chiefs fans. So just hang in there, hang in there, know that there's a, a, you know, a big plan here. And I I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Especially with that, that draft coming out, but you know, we chiefs have kind of been on the the sidelines of, of late with, um, you know, often their, their first round pick had been traded or if they had been picking it, it had been at the end of the first round. Now they're still picking toward the end of the first round, but they have back-to-back picks and then two more in the second and two more in the third. Well, with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Your special blend of ingredients, sports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens take ownership of your health. Um, Joe, you know, it's funny. We've kind of done this each, the last several weeks for the pod. We're like, you know, going into the offseason, we were like, yeah, the Chiefs are still uh, the best team uh, in the AFC and the AFC West. And then, you know, we talked about then there was the, the Russell Wilson signing. We're like, you know, we're still the, and then the Chargers add Mac and JC Jackson and, and the Raiders add Devonte Adams each week. We keep evaluating it more. <laughs> so Joe, and, and I, I know that a lot could happen with those six draft picks. Like we mentioned early on in the draft chiefs still today uh, have them as the top team in the AFC West. Oh man, you know, it, it, well, I'm obviously it's going to change daily, right? Yeah. And hope, hopefully, I Often mean, it's I been right after we recorded the pot, like exactly, right? We <laughs> like literally, literally, like ten minutes after we finished <laughs> recording the pod, we learn about the Tyreek trade, and that's been the fun of this off season, right? And and I think, unlike any know, I can ever remember in the NFL, just. I, I, this has been wild. And then, oh my God, Jeff, I, I know we want to get to our, our kind of overview of the AFC West. The overtime rule, we got more, like that just passed, right? So we've got, we, we, you know, we're we going to have that to talk about, what, whatever comes out of these owners meetings and and some of the rule changes. But that, I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of what's happening with the overtime rule. So I know everybody's got their sort of, uh, you know, uh, traditionalist views on it, but I, I, I love the fact that in the playoffs, each team will at least get one shot at the ball. And then go to sudden death. So I, I think that is, you know, the regular season. I'm okay with. I'm okay with not 
doing it, having ties or, uh, or. Yeah. I actually like that. They did it different for the postseason and the regular season. You know, some of it is just talk, but if safety is really an, an issue, you know um, they've already expanded. There's, they've added one game to the docket. They're also going to make overtime a little bit longer potentially i i think that's fine for what we you just don't want is what happened with the bills and chiefs or or the chiefs and patriots um in the playoffs before that where it's just like you feel like one team doesn't get a fair yeah but going back to your you know to to the to the signings i i think there's there's some of these players are still there's a lot of unknowns right like i think the broncos picking up russell wilson to me the verdict's not out yet on that i Mm -hmm. think um because they number one they 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 traded away Noah Fant, who, who you know I've always been a big fan of. He was on my fantasy team. He was, he was, a, <laughs> you know, I I, th- I thought he, I think, I think he still is going to be a really solid tight end in the league. Um, you know, so I think, I think, I think the Broncos do have a pretty decent. Um, I think they have a pretty decent um, uptick and where they are. I think, I think what's what's going to really happen is. Um, is it's going to come down to Russell Wilson and how he plays. So I I think there's a lot to be said about that. So for that, in that regard, because of that, I'm going to give the chiefs the edge on the Broncos. Okay. So let's, let's, let's do like chiefs versus the AFC West. I'm going to give the chiefs the edge on the Broncos for the sole reason, while I still think the Broncos have upgraded their offense verdicts, not out on Russell Wilson and whether he's going to be a fit and how well he plays. So that's number one. I, I think, I think, I think giving Devonte Adams to Derek Carr definitely ticks up. Um, definitely ticks up the Raiders. Obviously, they picked up Demarcus Robertson. They re-signed Max Crosby. They're solidifying some things. But Cameron Jones too. Yeah, another it's another great you know pickup for them. You know, so I think they've solidified the defense. I still give the Chiefs the edge on the Raiders. I, I just because we have their number. I, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna go psychological and sort of just overarchingly philosophical on that, that no matter what the Raiders do, they can sign Tom Brady, you know, and Gronk. And I would still be like, nope, she's got their number. Like, I just feel like, I just feel like there's something there, Mm -hmm. but no, but, but, but but even objectively what they've done, I think they've made good moves. I still think we're, we, we've got them there. Um, You know, and then, and then obviously lastly, you know, you get to the chargers and I think it really all comes down to Justin Herbert. Like it, it, you know, it's just Khalil Mack definitely, obviously going to be a handful. You know, trying to pass block, uh, you know, him and 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 adding him to the defense. I think he's you know been one of their obviously marquee. Uh, Mike Williams is a you know re-signed him three years, sixty million. Right, it's a lot of it's a lot of big money there. Um, you know, Gerald Everett, nice six million dollar a year deal. Um, Jackson, of course, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they they um they've got you know they've got a lot. But I still think the Chiefs are better. I really do. Even losing Tyreek Hill, I still think when you look at the Chiefs up and down their roster, I still think on paper they're better than all three of the other AFC West teams myself. I I, I think personally, my personal opinion, I think the Chargers, for me, are going to give them more of a challenge than any of the other teams. That's what I think, depending on what, what, you know, uh, Russell Wilson does look if he has a, a, a an old school Seattle Seahawks season like he had under Pete uh, Carroll it's going to be it's going to be rough it's going to be a tough road to hoe um, in the AFC West because he's good 
and he brings a whole level of, of complexity to what the Broncos need to do. But I think, I think, I think I'm, I'm most worried right now about the chargers in our division. You know, that that's interesting. I think the chargers are, are the most talented team in the AFC West. Now I just, every, like every year they seem to like play worse than they, they should. So that's, that's why I don't think they are the best team in the AFC West right now. They're the most talented team. But you know how, like last year when there's seven teams making the playoffs, how with Justin Herbert do you miss the playoffs? Um, And and I I think there's just some sort of, I don't think it's on Herbert necessarily. I think there's some cultural things just instilled there where they're just not, you know, the Chiefs have such a winning culture. The Chargers do not have that. They they may may gain that. I'm like you with the Raiders. If the Raiders are better, but I'm still, I, I still don't, um, there, there is something with the Raiders Chiefs that <laughs> Chiefs something to, to own them. And, and I also think that quarterbacks are so important. Now you look at, there's so many great quarterbacks in the AFC, especially in the AFC West. It's hard to come out on top when Derek Carwell, he's a very good player is the clear, like number four in that. But I don't yeah. think they can have the, the fourth best quarterback and be the first. Uh, the Broncos though, are the team right now that, that, that scares me. And I, I actually, am going to put them, we're going into the draft. A lot's going to happen. There's going to a lot's going to change. But right now, I, I actually put them ahead of the, the Chiefs. Um, I, I think that, and also I'm seeing, I'm, I'm looking at the last couple of years. Uh, the Buccaneers' big splashy move. They acquire Tom Brady. They they mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl. Rams last year, big splashy move. Get a new guy, Matt Stafford. You know, I, I think there could be that kind of effect. I'm I'm not saying that the Broncos are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just saying right now that, you know, I could see the quarterback having kind of reinvigorating, uh, that team. And, and I, I think right now that, and the Tyree is, is funny for me each week, I had the chiefs on top, and they, but their whole is getting more tenuous <laughs> and more and more tenuous. But Joe, honestly, I think the whole AFC West, I, I think the AFC West is kind of a crapshoot. I don't think the whole AFC with the Bengals, I think on paper have gotten better. The Colts. Uh, the, the Dolphins now with Tyreek Hill and of course the Bills getting Von Miller. They were so good last year, even before adding him. Uh, man, it, it's it's going to be fun, Joe. Well, my my biggest fear with the AFC West, and I think I said this on the last pod or maybe the one before, um, is that we are going to beat the living daylights out of each other in the AFC West and show up. I don't want to say limping into the playoffs, but that's like the visual that I get. I get this visual of four teams just beating each other up playing each other twice all year and then just like somebody from the AFC West winning the division at like 10 and 7 or 11 and 6 and not getting home field throughout like that's my biggest fear is that the division has gotten so good that we're gonna we're gonna beat up on each other all year and then show up to the playoffs and not have a, not have an opportunity to have home field advantage. Like that's, that's, that's like, that's what I fear. Yeah. It's going to be tough to beat each of these teams twice, Jeff. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Like, you know, I know it's hard, it's hard to beat a team twice in whether they're really good or really bad. Like even like playing the worst team in the lions playing them twice, it's hard to beat somebody twice. But like when you start looking at these teams and then, and then the fact that they're going to have another, you know, a robust AFC schedule too, it's 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 going to be it's going to be wild, and um, I, I think uh, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. But you know that's why my biggest fear is is you know kind of 
what's going to happen in the AFC West because it's good, it's tough to beat it's tough to beat a bad team twice, but you're playing three other teams in your own division twice. It's going to be really tough. There's going to be a lot of splits. I think yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of split split series uh, in the AFC West, now, and not because the, not because the Chiefs aren't great. It's just because it's hard to beat teams twice. The wild AFC West for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, if you enjoyed the show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.